Hello, hello. Gunnar, are you ready? I'm I'm something. Okay. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm ready too. All right. Have you clicked record yet? I clicked it. Okay. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by... Trace Finnecaro. And... Anagana DeVita. Ooh, very good. That's a one Gunner Kennedy. Well, it's uh, it's been an interesting week for me from a financial perspective. It's all fucked up. Um, actually, you know what? Let's reverse that, because I... Already, we just started, and I fucked the order up of the topics that we're going to cover today. <laughs> Good start. Good start, Wade. Uh, let's talk about forks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about money afterwards. No, you, 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 you took a fork on the path of life. <laughs> I did. and we're <laughs> you're, for, you're forked the topic. I am forked. So we are beyond forked. I rarely watch TV. But this weekend, um, I thought, you know what, I'll watch a little TV. It's kind of pathetic because I didn't watch anything new or exciting. I watched like reruns of The Office on Comedy Central. Like I, I never watched TV. It's not, but it's just I feel like shouldn't I be watching something more, I don't know, recent or new, not stuff that I've already watched before, but regardless. And it was a good like seasons too. I was like, oh, this is all like Michael Scott is still around. Spoiler if you haven't watched The Office yet. Um, but there was a commercial and I don't remember exactly what the commercial was even for, which shows that how <laughs> jarring this image was. It, it was food related. I'm, I'm pretty sure it actually maybe even been maybe like a Sensodyne commercial. I'm not really sure. And the only reason I think that is <laughs> because I'm watching this woman stick a fork in a piece of, it looked like maybe steak or something. And then put it to her mouth. And I know this is essentially, you know, this is internet radio, so you can't um, see what I'm doing here, but I'll try and describe it to you. When I put something in my mouth with a fork, I don't bite down on the fucking fork. <laughs> I don't like open my mouth wide, bare my teeth, and then jam it down on the fork. I, you know, yes, the teeth are necessary, but typically the teeth are used after the food has entered your pie hole. This chick looked like she was literally like biting down on the fork. And I was like, man, who the fuck eats like that? Who bites their fork when they eat with a fork? <laughs> and it was it was so jarring to me. I was just I was <laughs> Was it like nails was it like nails on a chalkboard? Like it was you just felt your teeth you felt your teeth hitting a fork? Yeah, and I'm just like, why? It, it felt like so it was a combination of that. It was one part like someone skeeving me out a little bit, like maybe nails to the chalkboard or like, you know, like weird shit, like where like people getting their fingernails ripped off, just stuff that makes you kind of skeeved out. And the other part was like they were trying to like dupe me, like, oh, look how delicious this is. We're going to bite the fucking fork. It's so delicious. <laughs> I was like, you, you play me for an idiot because I'm, I'm an idiot, but you didn't do a good job there. <laughs> proving to me that your product is that great and the reason i mean I, I don't i don't know what that product was i don't know what the advertisement was for it was really bizarre and weird um 
I, and I see, feel like I wonder how many examples there are of this. <laughs> I, I, I really like I really like this topic. Um, I liked it the moment that you mentioned it um, because there are so many tricks that are done in commercials that are that are really just created to mask like just unappetizing things that we do on a daily basis. So when you were talking about biting the fork, I was just picturing them like like actually chewing on the meat or whatever, like biting the meat. And when they chew on the fork, what, you know, what's happening is you don't actually see the teeth go into the meat. So they're avoiding that scene. So you don't have to worry about the accuracy of that scene. And, you know, if it's dripping or whatever, all those details probably weren't adding to whatever the, whatever they were selling. If it's Sensodyne, for example, you only, they only want you to see how, how like how white the teeth are and how the person's like smiling as they're chewing something really tough. So weird. even if what they're chewing is a fucking fork. <laughs> well, it, it, because yeah to get to go along with that point is that the trick is is that you have to remember that like they're trying they're trying to engage you in a sensory somatic experience and watching someone else eat doesn't make you hungry or you know, like you know like it, it's not it's it, it, it's the it's the pantomime like basically it's talking to the part of your brain that's not actually watching this right like so, <laughs> so I guess I'm trying to think. So, like you'll see maybe in a movie or maybe in an advertisement or something like that, something perverted. Um, you know, a woman eating a banana in a certain type of way, yeah. but it's like you would never fucking eat a banana like that. Like, <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, it's a so bizarre, bizarre thing. Has anybody so, else have any experiences with this? So, so one thing I, that, what, that you mean, like when you say your experiences, are you talking about like the commercial thing or deep throating a banana? Yeah, not not one biting a banana, not one shotting a banana, but but the commercial thing. So there's 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 some examples, right? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, you can't get over that banana right now. <laughs> no. I think you should have taken it in two bites. I should have. I should have eaten it sideways. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't. I know. Use it. I know somebody that does that. Really? I know somebody that eats their bananas that way. Sideways? Yes. yes. <laughs> kind of monsters you hang out with? <laughs> uh, it's it's um. You know, Ken Lindsay. We had him on the show. Good friend of ours. His daughter yes. eats bananas sideways. Really? She does. Yeah. Man, well, she breaks them in half. She breaks them in half. You'd like it, it's very yeah it's very um very upsetting like i mean it's not it's just like it's, it's just somebody fork. eating a fruit but it's like like have you ever seen somebody eat a kiwi without peeling it mm, no but see but it's you get that feeling though right yeah because like the skin is like actual weird like hairy skin almost yeah yeah it's like it's like it's like an old carpet right um so i was i have a good friend and he was we we were eating kiwi and he just picks one up and he just eats eats the fur, just <laughs> eats it straight through the fur. And I'm like, mind you, this is the same one that that eats ramen noodles by sprinkling sprinkling the packet on the hard noodles and crunching them. That is weird. And he also eats spaghettios without heating them up, Ugh. which I know people do that with pop tarts, but man, spaghettios are bad heated up. When you don't heat them up, they're really bad. 
they're just kind of like the taste of vomit. Yeah, I prefer the Pop Tart cold. To be honest with you, a lot of people do. So he he just picks up one of these a kiwi and he just eats it through the fur. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't eat them that way. And he's like, no, you can. They taste fine. And I'm like, I have to try this now. Of course, let's let's kind of forget the fact that the outside of the kiwi is just like it's it's like old pubic hair, right? It's just something that collects something. I don't know what it's been collecting, but I know that there's no way it's been it's been properly cleaned. Like you just can't you can't sell that and expect someone to eat the outside of it and not get something that they weren't supposed to have inside their body. Right. But I tried it and I'm like, holy shit, this tastes perfectly fine. Like I expected the outside of it to be like an orange where it's just inedible, but no, it tasted okay. I'm like, how have I not been doing this life hack for my entire life? And I think the reason is, is because (laughs) you know that there's going to be odd stuff caught inside the fur of the kiwi. But another example of the commercials is like, and this is a cliche one, but like the fact that they like on the cereal commercials, they like fill the bowls with glue. Oh yeah. Like the, it's like a, it's like a deception thing. Like I think they do that with ice cream too. Yeah. It like it's not looks, really ice cream. Yeah. And it's because if you're going to take a hundred photos of a piece of ice cream, how are you going to do it? Like yeah. it, it's going to melt. So you have to either take the pictures in a cold room, which is going to have its own logistical issues, or you're going to use something that looks a lot like that substance. And in the cereal commercials, I guess that they use like something that's thicker than milk like like elmer's glue or something and then it looks great like that bowl just looks perfect but like my bowl of cereal never looks that appealing if you walk by my bowl of cereal if it's been there for more than five seconds it just looks like mush it's like almost oatmeal gonna tell me about your tell me do you have any examples of commercials (laughs) that you wonder what the fuck is going on Gunner, are you there? Hello. That would explain why he's so quiet. Yeah. He, you know what happened? He bit the fork and he fucking, his, his mouth's bleeding now. Oh man. I hope you're right, Gunner. So another thing about the fork, um, and I was going to save this one until after Gunner, but, um, you know, we work around these things. One thing that people don't really notice, (laughs) you know how you said like nobody bites the fork, which is true. You know something that they do in in the commercials wouldn't want it in there? They direct the food into their mouth with their tongue. So if you actually watch somebody eat in slow motion, when that fork is coming up to their mouth, their their tongue comes out like this fucking like snake lizard tongue and like catches the tip of the food and guides it in. And God, that looks fucking scary. Like it looks really bad in a commercial. They have to like train these like professional food eaters, they have to train them to not stick out their tongue and to bite the fork. Just you imagine bite that they, fork. they go home and they're just fucking chomping on forks. They got <laughs> to pay out fucking they they pay out liability claims. Do you think this is kind of like the same school that they all the people that they do the stock video or photography from have to go through? <laughs> Maybe. Absolutely. I love. I think the. Let's go ahead, Gunner. <laughs> oh, what the hell is that? What the hell is that one? The um, 
Ratatat or whatever the frick the, they 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 did the one music video that's horrifying of everyone just kind of like just staring at the camera. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's Ratatat. Yeah. Yep, and it just like it, it it just like pans in on like somebody staring at the camera, and it does it for like the entire music video, and it creeps you out every time. Uh, infomercials are probably the best. Oh yes, <laughs> like one a, a few one of which I I remember specifically is like you know like the ear uh the ear cleaner like one <laughs> like they show people essentially jamming fucking Q tips into their heads and going ah. <laughs> My brain. Who does, that? Who does that? Like my my brain. Why did you? Why did I stab my brain? How about like the I, fact that Q-tip tells you not to use it on your ears? It doesn't. That's I actually never. We're well, not supposed to use it in your ear canal. Everyone does, but yeah, yeah. You're only supposed one to of those clean weird the inside things. of your ear. Right. It's one of those but weird things. Not me. I try to fucking. I try to, f- to fucking clean my whole brain with it. You water pick. You water pick that. Yeah, like a fiend, <laughs> like 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 a, like a modern evolved human. You just you know you get the, you have the one water pick for your, your for your teeth and the one water pick for your ear. So I was watching this infomercial and it was about um it it was just a digital antenna commercial. That's all it was, right? Like you don't want to pay for cable, buy a digital antenna. And this digital antenna was like ninety nine ninety five or something. But then if you call now, you get two of them for 60 bucks or something, right? It's pretty much like a $5 antenna. Great fucking sales pitch. And they were trying to sell you the idea of getting this antenna. And in one scene, I'm not, I'm not shitting you. They were sitting in a, they were sitting in a fucking, like, like a, like a paddle boat watching a television. Wait, what? Yeah. They're just talking about how portable this antenna is and it can work everywhere. And in one of the scenes, they showed them in a paddle boat. It showed people in a paddle boat with this fucking antenna. So this gets into an interest this gets into an interesting bigger question, which is do we have like effectively three civilizations kind of like in parallel with each other? Which is that they have this old one that the, the, these ads are like communicating to, that like I don't know, uh, let's get this crazy digital TV into and my TV and my pedal boat because you know my fucking phone is too much of a problem to do this or you know I'm gonna fuck a paddle boat maybe I should just be enjoying the experience as it were but you know it's it, it's you know my favorite part about it like you would have to row in the same direction forever. <laughs> <laughs> or you're like no john you got to point at the mountain you got to point the fucking antenna at the mountain we're missing well, the game john and where do you even get a tv like I, I know there were portable tvs growing up right they had battery battery powered tvs but have you seen any like in the last 20 years have no, you seen a portable no. television LCDs, but but it's, are they portable yeah, I mean, like and you, you, and like, they have an HD tuner in them. Well, see, this is where this gets into. It's, again, it's like we we have phones. It, 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 it's 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 this. I mean, like, there's always been the joke about the infomercial and how they sell you bullshit, but it's almost <laughs> like everything has to be that Ron Popeil fucking set it uh, and forget it. 
<laughs> they're rotisserie. I'm papillas rotisserie. Yeah, you know the slap chop. Billy How about the titty? The Billy, titty bear. Billy Mays, Billy Mays here what? with another fantastic product. Did no one ever remember the titty bear? T i d d y. What's the titty bear? Oh, oh, it's fucking one of the worst and the dumbest infomercials I've ever seen in my life. It's a plush bear. <laughs> this is stupid. It's a plush bear <laughs> that goes on your seatbelt in your car, so it doesn't. Uh, oh, it doesn't so your chafe your nipples. Seatbelt doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I guess. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's so that. Yeah. Wow. It's a good name, though. I, I guess so. Yeah. You know, but 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 it's kind of interesting that we've reached a point where we've gone the flip side of this, where we celebrate these things to destroy them because these like it, that's basically what the Shark Tank is, right? Well, yeah. I mean, this is the, the, the it's, it's, it's the trolls' paradise. I'm sure that <laughs> somebody invented like a anti fork biting mechanism. They tried pitching it to Shark Tank. They that, said it was a that, terrible idea. That's called a spork. And, and Wade watched the episode and cried. He's like, that's actually a great idea. <laughs> I've been get those... having nightmares about biting the fork. Someone get those idiots some help. <laughs> <laughs> so you make a rubber fork. Like, you can bite it all you want. You just can't stab anything with it's, it. Yeah. Just for, like yeah, it's, it's... <laughs> well, <laughs> as much as I'd love to talk about stupid commercials the rest of the episode we must move let's on talk, let's talk about another stupid commercial yeah for, okay for, for, go uh, ahead penny stock penny penny stock chaser.com yeah so, so um one of my uh employees uh was using this uh, and i've always kind of been interested in stocks but it's just like eh oh you have the money to sink in i've heard like if you know you got to have if you actually wanted to do it, you know, get into it, there's a certain amount of money you really should start with, minimum. Uh, but this, this coworker of mine was, or this employee of mine was uh, telling me about like Robinhood, which is like, you know, you just essentially invest your own in your own stocks, not your own stocks, but you're your own broker essentially. You know what I mean? There's no, there's not a lot of fees. There are some rules and stipulations, but it's, uh, it's pretty straightforward, you know. And um, so last week I was like, you know what? I'll throw a little money on there. And uh, I don't know. Like I, it's 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 a weird thing. It's very much like gambling. And um, when like your stuff is riding high and doing well, you feel like a genius. And then the stuff just starts to shit down, and it's like. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. This is a scam. Like I'm being scammed here. It's it was re- it's really it's disturbing. But um, I I guess like what bothered me most about it is that you have on the app you have kind of what the experts are saying for some of the some of the like you know some of the stocks that like you know people might be purchasing or might be thinking about purchasing stocks that are kind of hot that are like you know I don't know I don't even know what fucking media they'd be in but. And they're always like, oh yeah, this stock, it's 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 gonna be hot. Like, you know, 87% of our experts say buy and like four percent say sell. And then you you start to invest a little bit of money in it. And I'm not talking like a lot of money. These are penny stocks. These are stocks that are, you know, for the most part, most of them are less than five dollars a stock, right? Um, some of them are literally like pennies, like 15 cents. 
but you invest in it and then like overnight <laughs> shit tanks <laughs> you make nothing on it and then all of a sudden you look on it's like page the stock's a certain page it's information page and it's all of a sudden the experts are saying <laughs> well no sell it <laughs> everyone's saying sell it nobody's even saying hold it and it's just it, it reminded me a little bit of vegas and it was like yeah. you know this is what the the odds are in vegas and this is what the experts are saying and this is who's putting their money on what and it's like yeah but all that shit changes the when house, the actual outcome yeah. happens. Yeah, the house wins, right? Absolutely. It's such case, a fucking scam. And in that case, it could very well be the the experts that are driving um the the experts are driving it all, right? They're they're buying a short on telling everyone that it's that it's going to do well and they're just sucking up your money. John, are you still there? I'm still here. Okay, I sorry. I, I, as a person who works at a casino, I have nothing to contribute to this. <laughs> <laughs> you have no, no, uh, well, no. It's it's funny because the casinos do something. You know, they have the, you know, they have slot machines where the minimum that they take is is ten dollars. They have slot machines where the minimum they'll take is one dollar. They have a quarter. They have a nickel, and they also have machines where the minimum that they'll take is a penny. And uh, the penny machines are are very popular and. It's funny because like when I was there, I didn't really play them because I couldn't because I worked in IT. I didn't play them at all, actually. The closest was testing them. Um, I wasn't able to actually spend real money on them. I mean, I didn't want to, but you know, I have had the luxury um, since I've since I've left them from employment and as well as uh, while I was employed, I would go to like a, a neighboring casino and uh the penny machines are interesting because you you can't really win anything on them at a penny. Like if you hit the jackpot, it's like, it's like $36 if you only bet a penny. Right. So it's like, well, fuck, I, I just did something where the chances are like, you know, one in 10,000 or one in a hundred thousand, or maybe even crazier than that. And I just won all that could be won. And it amounts to $36. Which I guess if a penny is all you had, $36 is a fucking fortune. Uh, but it's it's not really a fortune, right? I mean, you, you're you not going to go home bragging about hitting a jackpot and getting $36. So what ends up happening is you have to bet. You have to bet a considerable amount more. And uh, it was it was quite crazy because the machines that actually, like if you actually wanted that payout to be like in the thousands, it was like it was like $1.30 per play. Like it was a ridiculously more amount of money. You had to get all of these different lines coming across and, uh, and you had to put in like an extra penny for, for some bonus or something like that. And, uh, it was considerably more. I've never done, I've never really done the stock markets though. I, I do the 401k through my previous employers and I haven't started an IRA since I've, since I've left my employers. So I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of in limbo right now. And Gunner doesn't want to talk about stocks. No, he doesn't. Well, I mean, I my my thing is, uh, I just what is it other than other than watching my four hundred one k decide to flip the fuck out on a consistent basis. My only involvement was uh, one of the people I was working there at some point had been doing a bunch of work on just implementing trading algorithms and stuff like that. And just kind of the black, the, that, that whole fucking black science that's involved with doing, you know, basically just like 
structuring how trades are executed, how to like bypass flow control stuff at the exchanges. It's I mean like that that's interesting in and of itself because that's effectively fucking cyber warfare, but And they do like some all... crazy microtransactions too, right? I mean Yeah. Well here's like what I turned me off from it, because I'm already turned off on it. And it's not because I lost, although that's that's definitely a contributing it's, factor. It's, it's because all these stock <laughs> traders are biting forks. Well, yeah, that's one thing. The other is, so I, in the same day, a two-day period this happened, I bought a stock at 77 cents. It jumped in a, you know, healthy healthy amount. I bought like, I bought like 25 shares at that, and then it jumped up to like 240, and I jumped, I bought another 25 shares of it. You realize that it only jumped up because you bought those shares, right? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> But then it jumped up to 260, and that was great. So it starts tanking the next day, and it gets down to, um, like it gets to like two over two dollars and four cents, and I'm like, ah, shit. Like I start doing the math, and like, okay, I have to, it, I won't make any money on this unless I, I dump off like before one night, like a dollar ninety two, I think was the math that I had done, um, because that's like the average of of all the stocks that I bought with it, right? So I, I dumped this. This similar incident happened with another penny stock, and I I bought that and dumped it as it was starting to tank. So I go to do it again, and it sends me this warning. And apparently, this is like a a federal like regulation. If you trade more than four times at a per, uh, 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 at a percentage of your portfolio, then you have to be identified as a pattern day trader. And you have to have a minimum of $25,000 cash in your account. Oh. So I'm like, well, then what's the fucking point (laughs) of buying (laughs) penny stocks that are going to, of course, they're going to suck out at some point. The whole thing is you you read up on them a little bit and you you see, okay, maybe this will make me some money and then drop it. Like, I don't know. It sounds like the maximum bet problem on a table. It's you know what I mean. It's like you go to a casino and you go to a table. You start off at a table and it's a low table. It's a one dollar table, a two dollar table, a five dollar table, whatever it is. And you start off at that five dollars a hand, and then you start doing well. Their maximum bet might be a hundred bucks. For you to spend a hundred dollars, you actually have to move over to another table where the minimum bet is a hundred dollars, and then you can go higher. You know, it it sounds to me something very similar and. It's it's undoubtedly created so that you know you are not the one making money. <laughs> well, that's what it feels like, and it's it, it kind of after dicking around with this, it's it becomes so fucking apparently obvious that unless you actually have a significant amount of money right to sink in, you're not going to make shit off it anyway. So I just I kind of felt like okay, this is pointless. Like this is really really pointless. Like it's it's kind of fucking dumb. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was fun when it was like, okay, you know, get, you can like make, and I'm not talking like an exorbitant amount of money, but you could consistently kind of make these trades and maybe, you know, in a week, maybe you can make 70 bucks, 60 bucks or something like that. And it's not really a ton of money, but it's like, Hey, I really had to do too much for it. I'm essentially doing what these stockbrokers are doing. I'm sure there's much more involvement, but the fact is, is like you really, unless you have a shit ton of money, it's just a system that's designed for people with a fuck ton of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and that sucks. 
Yeah, and I've always perceived the stock market as a um it's like a it's like a well-informed version of gambling anyway. I mean, there's ways to do well, but in order to know what's going to succeed, you have to either have insider information or some really good intuition. And uh if you have that much intuition, why not just make it your job? Right. You know, just quit your day job and just use your fantastic business intuition to just look up companies that are going to uh, going to succeed and figure it out. And stocks are so emotion driven that you the idea of stability is a weird one. Like you remember when we covered it on this podcast, but um, you remember when Elon Musk like essentially called the diver that was saving the uh, the miners. Um, what what country was that? Was that Thailand? Um, I don't know. I don't remember. I think I think it was Thailand. Yeah, sounds right. And he he essentially called one of the one of the um, I think it was like a military like diver, well, and he, he called them like pedophiles, and it was enough for him to be dethroned from from uh, uh, chairman of of Tesla. And um, the sh the stocks plummeted, and it's this interesting idea. It's like, well, if the person that runs the company is showing signs of like kind of losing it, that well, could be an early sign that the company is going to fail. Now, in the case of Elon Musk, it's just him being fucking crazy. He's the same guy that created a flamethrower and named it not a flamethrower. So you, you're you're your chief executive is exhibiting instability and it's causing the value of your bonds or stocks to go down. I don't know. I don't know that that seems like such a weird idea. I don't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But, but the other thing is just that if, if, if you've been following Tesla from the beginning, you might know the things that he says, you might say that the people are just being idiots and that it's going to be worth more. And that might be a time to buy more, right? You buy more when the stock is low. So it, that intuition, like, you almost have to go against like popular opinion sometimes to really make out well with some of these companies. I, I remember when Facebook um, first went public and people are like, well, you know, they're, they're claimed to be worth $60 billion, but, but, but what the hell do they sell? Right. No, is people are like, well, what do they sell? Now everyone knows. Now it sounds dumb to even talk about them in that light. Now it's obvious that they're making money. They sell, they sell a lot of stuff. They sell our information. They sell advertisements. They take, they, they take a small um, commission off of things. Um, they also are a profit center. They own other companies now. They own Instagram. They own uh, Oculus, the, uh, the VR company. So it's like, if you could have seen that, they, they, own, they own WhatsApp. <laughs> Right, WhatsApp is the most popular fucking text messaging app everywhere but the United States. <laughs> For some reason, everyone here in the states fucking hates it, um, including me. I can't fucking stand it. Um, but yeah, it's getting ahead of the stock market like that. It's it's got to be a skill. It's something that you just kind of like have like this this sense for, and then once you do it, like man, it's got to be so profitable. But I don't know. Penny stocks almost sounds like it's a way to lure you in um, and yes. kind of take advantage of your uh, of your um, your impressionable judgment. Yeah, 
It's it's a fair assessment. That being said, Tesla fucking killed it this past week. <laughs> I can't afford their stock though. <laughs> it's way too expensive. They uh they they announced their I think it's the third generation of their solar roof tiles, and they are getting cheaper. They are about for an average size home, it's about fifty thousand now to cover your roof, which is yeah. still expensive, but it's cheaper than the two hundred thousand um, on their uh, original ones. And uh, I guess where it becomes really cost effective is um, certain states, uh, people will will spend way way more money on a roof. Um, like here in, in in New York State, where where Gunner and I live, most people do either a metal roof or they'll do uh, a shingle roof, and they're not really that expensive. But if you go to some of the hotter parts of the world, uh, they'll do like a ceramic roof, and apparently those ceramic roofs are very expensive, like mm-hmm. in like the fifty to sixty to seventy thousand dollar price range. So in yeah. those areas, it's like, well, shit, I'm gonna get this glass roof, you know, made by made by Tesla. Uh, slap that on there, and then you actually have money left over. So then you can throw one of the Tesla Power Walls, or maybe two Tesla Power Walls, in your garage, and then you can start actually like tuning your solar so that you're feeding back into the grid when it gives you the most bang for your buck. And then you're using your batteries, um, you know, when it's when it's not cost effective to push back into the grid. Uh, speaking of stocks, how do you think PlayStation? How do you think Sony's going to be doing here? Gunner, you can go first. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they both chose a hell of, I mean, like they have to, but they both chose kind of a hell of a time to decide to launch one of the most significant consumer, you know, significantly priced consumer electronics in and you know, and in most people's wheelhouse, I mean, like I, I don't know. I mean, like people, you know, what's uh? Have you like looked at any of the pricing on like the big organic LED TVs, Trace? No. Wait, how, how did you did you just buy a cheapie when you uh, moved to Rhode Island after you got rid of the fucking juggernaut? <laughs> yeah, I I mean it wasn't like a super cheap one, but it was it's a it's a Samsung. Um, but it was like it wasn't. It definitely wasn't top of the line by any means. But it was. I mean, it was an upgrade from what we had. You're not. You're not. You you're in the four hundred to to six hundred dollar bracket, probably, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Not. I'm not, not going to spend two thousand dollar to even like fucking not be laughed out of the store. Fucking never. Well, you say that, but you know, as we creep up, but yeah, it's so, so like you know they they I. I think they announced the pricing too, didn't they? Uh, they have not announced the pricing. I know the release date for the Series X is November twenty sixth, twenty twenty. Well, I don't know. Does, can you can you do pre orders? I'll look into that. Um, but I've heard estimates between essentially uh, four ninety nine to six ninety nine or five ninety nine. It's gonna be, be six hundred. Yeah. That's... They can't. They can't. They can't. They can't. I mean, like it. I mean, like it's. It's impressive for <sighs> sure. Like the hardware well, is very impressive. Well, I mean, the, it looks like a router, right? Are you talking about the no. Xbox or the PlayStation? The PlayStation or the Xbox? The, the Xbox, Xbox looks like a mini fridge. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a little fridge. So, um, the PlayStation the, looks like a router. Yeah. The, so this the the CEO, 
of Epic Games, um, creators of the Unreal Engine, um, authors of Fortnite. And Unreal. I said that. Well, no, no, well, you, you said the engine. I'm saying the actual game. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like saying id Software created the Quake engine, but not Quake. That would be weird. Wouldn't it be weird? I mean, like, um, it, yeah, he said that much. the PlayStation 5 solid state drive um, blows past even the best performance of the same speed drive on desktop computers. Well, I mean, like, uh, and again, I know, I know that maybe you don't get, you're not like nose into the grindstone on the tech side of stuff as much as you used to be, but like that, the uh, supposedly the uh, so Marvel's supposed to be making the controller for this, and it's actually like a data center. Pro- basically, it's a dummy down version of a data center product that they were working on for doing um. The controller is, or the the the, the console is. No, the con- the controller in that that SSD. So that that the, actually. Oh, you're talking the about biggest... the hard drive controller. Okay. Yes. the The biggest thing on the the, the biggest thing out of all of this, I mean, like, is like there's there's some back and forth. Microsoft kind of went the the cheap, easier to implement for feature where they do a lot of like dedicated hardware to do compression and decompression of like texture stuff for video. And Sony went the other way, which is fundamentally they made the entire. So you have like, you know, like a, so on a computer, you have like different layer. You have different layers of memory for different speeds for you know, to, to optimize for a task. And the big thing with, um, you know, the big thing with most SSDs is that like they're super fast, but you can only like really access one or two things at a time. So you know, like you know, there's a bandwidth constraint, which is that you have to, you know, it's like it's a it's a serial retrieve. So if I'm trying to pull something out out of disk, I have to wait for the thing ahead of me to have finished being transferred into memory and dumped accordingly. And this big thing with the Sony one uh, is that it went from two or three uh, access, basically, you know access paths to 12 so you can use this you know like we're at a point where like the heart the effect yeah the quote-unquote the hard drives in these these devices and are and gonna be in our computers are basically faster than the the direct memory we had yeah. in a computer like a computer like a just a couple like a couple generations like ddr2 that's that, and that's what I, I only saw briefings of it. But that's what I saw in the presentation: is it essentially changes the way that the programmers use RAM. Well, it, it, yeah, because the thing is, is that, and because they're trying to drive the cost down and everything else. But it's, yeah, when you when you have permanent stores that effectively you can treat like level six or seven cache. That's, right. You know, I mean, and and on top of that, like groundbreaking transfer speeds, I also saw something and I don't really know much about this, but it made it sound like there's like some direct, um, like, like memory compression transfer uh-huh. as well. So it can actually exceed yes. the 5.5 gigabits per second transfer speeds by using some type of, 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 uh, hard drive data compression. I don't really get it though. They, I, like they, well, oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. 
Well, because like the 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 big thing is is that that that's actually like they're sandbagging the drive, so that if you want to go buy a replacement or a bigger one, there's a there's a theoretical chance that you have something that can actually. Yeah, Sony's already saying if you buy if you buy an SSD that's the same speed, you can just add more drives, and they will operate at the same speed. Because the, the the controller itself, actually, at, le at least if you look at the, 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 the specs from Marvel and stuff like that, it can operate at probably like two and a half times the speed that they're delivering in that that, that console. But yeah, because this is this is where you start getting into things where, you, I mean, like, besides the gaming side, like, how crazy would it be that you could have a multi-terabyte database that's effectively in fucking persistent memory? Yeah. And what's interesting is the reviews are really interesting because they all seem to favor raw hardware specs. So the reviews that I read, a lot of them put the Xbox slightly above the PlayStation 5 because the raw hardware specs for the Xbox uh, nudge it out just a little bit on a few areas. Most of them are matched almost the same, um, but it does nudge them out in a few areas. But it kind of reminds me of like, you know, like the Nintendo Switch, right? Um <laughs> Gunner, something sounds terrible. Whoa, <laughs> we recorded <shit>. that. <laughs> Sorry, oh. listeners. I'll try to, I'll try to edit that down a little bit. Wow. <laughs> um, he'll be back. That's what he gets for using Linux. It's free, so as long as your time is worth nothing. <laughs> uh, so, so what I think is, I, I wonder if it's going to be kind of like the Nintendo Switch, where the you don't need to have the best hardware. Um, in order to, you know, be the console of that year. I, I wonder if it's really going to come out on top. Um, also, I, I'm kind of excited to see, like, the performance of 8K gaming, right? I mean, how crazy is it that the Switch, like, I bought a Switch a year ago, and it didn't support 4K, yet the PlayStation 5, which is going to be released at the end of this year, is going to support 8K. That's insane to me. I mean, well, wait. I I wonder. I, I think that I think it theoretically supports it, right? But like, right. since there's not really anything out yet, I think right. in theory they think it will, right? And it, and it probably will. I'm not saying it won't, but I just, to be honest with you, even with the better, slightly better hardware, Xbox just can't get out of its own fucking way. And I say this, so Xbox had a uh, like a gameplay. It was supposed to be a gameplay slash game reveal um, conference, essentially. Uh, I don't know, two, three weeks ago. And it came out, and it was kind of like there was very little gameplay. It was pretty much just a, a list of upcoming games, and everyone was like, "What? What? what's up, man? Like, well, you said this was going to be a gameplay um and there was very little gameplay. And Xbox is like, yeah, we should have had more gameplay. We kind of, we kind of botched that. Well, then PlayStation has their, their, their reveal show, if you will, the mm -hmm. reveal event for PlayStation Five. Dude, all these fucking cool games are coming out for PlayStation Five, and I am just reliving the nightmare of the launch of Xbox <laughs> One and PlayStation 5. It's like, dude, they have so many good games, and there was a ton of, of, of gameplay footage. It's just they completely wrecked Microsoft on uh, 
they wrecked Microsoft. They're not even comparable. Like right now, PlayStation's ahead. Like it's just, and it's ahead because I, for whatever reason, Microsoft can't get it through their skulls. Like, dude, well, better games, get better fucking games. <laughs> well, well, wait. The thing you got to remember is that Microsoft doesn't want to make the Xbox. Period. Yeah, they want to ser- they, they want to move to a service model. I hear and I understand that, but then why bother with this? Like, why bother well, doing this? Because it's the same thing. It's the same thing like the surfaces and the Surface Book Pro and stuff like that. They're trying to, you know, basically you kind of have to have a, a bench line model to 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 deliver your experience. But I think I think what's going to be interesting. I think I think I think there's a dark horse that is that it hasn't like poked its nose into the tent yet. I mean, is it is it Nintendo? No, well, it's 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 a Nintendo partner. Huh. So here's here's the thing. So you have you have Stadia, which has turned into a, a giant heaping fucking pile of dog shit. And I don't think it can climb back <laughs> out. I honestly don't oh. think it can climb back out. I think it's dead. You have Nvidia with GeForce now, or the GeForce streaming utility. So there's a lot of big like icebergs moving around underneath the water right now you know like that you're talking about specifically you're talking about the market that's kind of still up and coming it's like it's back when netflix was like the only streaming service you're talking about streaming video gaming right that's essentially what you're talking about so so yes but i i I think i think where this is going i so nvidia has a bunch of tech that they're kind of they're they're demonstrating right now like actual like product finish thing so nvidia has done a couple passes at this whole like mobile gaming thing they had the shield that was where the streaming service came in so nvidia just did a demo a couple like last week it is a holographic vr headset with multi-plane focus and where this gets interesting is that it's based on all their you know it's based on their hardware and stuff like that but where it's using AI to basically trick your eyes into seeing the object on the screen. So like basically they have two separate screens, one that's high res, one that's low res. And instead of doing the laser projector thing into your, your eyeballs, basically one screen does color. One screen does brightness. Uh huh. But where this comes in is that a uh, NVIDIA has been doing all this work with like real time AI acceleration. So, they can do very in and text you know, like you know texture compression that kind of stuff you know you go back to the xbox and thing where and where this is going is that nvidia can actually broadcast very high definition images over very 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 high speed high definition images over very low bandwidth connections because they're they're not even they're not they're basically using all of this AI hardware on the other side to reconstruct the image. So you're thinking, so you're thinking, wait for, wait for NVIDIA to drop, to drop their console. But the thing is, is uh, what's, they had one, right? They had like, like some version of a console. What was it called? No, they they had the shield. shield. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, when you said shield earlier, I thought that was their, that was their streaming service. Is it both? No. uh, So there's G, there's G4. Oh, uh, the G4 now. That's right. G4 now. So the shield, I mean, they just announced a new version of that shield, and it's it's essentially a fire TV stick. Mm-hmm. 
like it's focused on on television it's not focused at all on games they've kind of tried they're trying to redefine themselves to stay relevant with the rokus and the and the uh apple tvs and the fire sticks of the world well and i guess we're on so are are you saying that they're going to be coming out with something new or are you saying that that's all they need because the headset's going to have the rest that the headset is effectively the so you know this this is kind of like one of those crystallization moment pro, well I, I talk about this because it's speculative of but course this is, this is this is this is kind of a you know like they have all the legos to make like a crystallization product i.e something that doesn't exist in the current consumer space yeah and they got the money to do it and they have the developer relationships and everything else and they have, you know, the business partnership. And I, I guess the thing is, is that it's, you know, NVIDIA has always been kind of in this, this, this race to find the next thing, because every time that they're in a product, they're in a dominating in a product category, someone else will come in and kind of steal their lunch because they've always been held hostage. Um, they used to be the biggest chipset, one of the biggest chipset makers in the world till Intel basically pulled their license. AMD bought uh, Radeon or whatever. And like, you know, that not necessarily that Radeon graphics has had anything fucking worth competing with them. But, you know, like that, that's the thing is that NVIDIA is the loudest vid- video or, you know, GPU manufacturer. Intel has the most number of display chips in any computer and, you know, any platform in the world. And, AMD didn't have anything worth buck and bothering to talk about until very recently. And even then they're a CPU company with a graphics division. They're not really a GPU make, you know, like they haven't, they haven't like whittled their way back to the top. Um, You know, NVIDIA's big things the last five, six years, they've been like balls deep in AI research, everything else they want, you know, like they want, they want to, they want to, They've been using all the gaming money to basically go off on these weird high-speed compute tangents, and you know, again, like if they're if they're going to have comp- if they're going to have competition in the, the the video card space, which is actually a pretty good likelihood, at least this 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 current this next gen, like they're finally going to have to like compete on. They're gonna they're like they can't just run with sixty percent margins anymore. They're gonna need. They're gonna need a new product, and this is a way of commercializing a lot of tech that they've been working on for a while. And it's, you know, like they 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 have they have the experience integrating it volume because they're the guys who make the fucking switch. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it's it, you know Nintendo's doing final Nintendo's contracting out final assembly, but the Switch mainboard and everything else is all. Yeah, they are his design. And that's where I think they'll need to partner because um I have not I haven't really been overly impressed with with a lot of the interfaces and the game the game selection from a lot of the non like like Nintendo and and, and Xbox and you know Sony with their PlayStation line, they've had this history of games. And I mean, even if you remember when the PlayStation One came out, it was a little bit rough around the edges. But they 
they kind of came to market just at the right time. The CD form factor was was really kind of like about ready to hit its peak where people uh-huh. people were starting to use the CDs. People found ways to mod them and copy the games. It, it kind of landed at the right time. And maybe you're right. Maybe NVIDIA is going to land at the right time. But I just I feel like I've been he- hearing this for so long. That unless they do something very bold and drastic, and I don't, I I, I still hold my ground. I I still hold my opinion that VR does not change gaming alone. VR ends up being an accessory to games, but, um, you know, it's it's something that's a lot more difficult to sit around and watch. I've done it. I've gone to people's houses, and we've all tried playing multiplayer VR games. They don't work. We've tried watching somebody play a game, and it's kind of fun, but it's not the same as a true multiplayer game. You know, I, you think of like the Mario Karts and the Mario Parties and stuff where uh, Super Smash, right? Stuff where you have a couple of people sitting around and they're competitive. Yeah, maybe maybe the future of gaming, everyone has their own their own screen, and that'll happen as screens get cheaper. I don't know where we're going to put them all. Maybe they'll be in our glasses. But I don't I don't see VR alone taking over. Um, I would love to eat those words though, because my experience with VR has been great. But uh, it, there's just something about bumping into walls. It's just not safe enough and um and also i I don't think people want to have blindfolds on like whatever the solution is they've got to be able to see through the glasses i think that's how it's going to work that's how it's going to take off and uh if they really had something coming like like end of the year coming wouldn't we have heard leaks about it by now I mean, well, maybe not because of the type of business that they are, but fuck. I mean, I've I, I've seen what the, the the next iPhone, not the one coming this year, but the one after that. I've yeah. seen the prototypes of that because the case manufacturers already have the already have the the molds in. Well, and and, and this 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 there's there's two things that have to kind of you have to you have to keep in mind right now, which is that, um. We have the new console. We have the new console generation launching. Yeah. And the biggest, we're, 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 why, why that, why that's relevant is that the new, the new consoles are where you're finally seeing the mature implementation of ray tracing, which is the biggest. Yeah. Change that's yeah. coming to to the, to the graphics. Space. Yeah, to the graphics quality. Right. It's the biggest change to the graphics quality. Well, and I, and and we've talked about it on previous episodes. I think it's I think it's going to be amazing. I don't know if it's going to drastically change people's opinion of games, though. No, Do you? no, no. So 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 here's here's why this is related. Okay. So you have AMD or releasing the uh, what do they call it the big Navi or whatever, but basically they're they're new like top of the tier top of the stack video you know the gpus I- nvidia is preparing to do the same thing at the same time and right right now there's kind of like this pissing match where like there's blurbs coming out but nobody wants to say what their prices prices are first mm-hmm. everybody's like we know this thing is coming but no one wants to give away any information that they don't have to before you know like they're waiting for the other guy to blink and part of this too is that like you know you start looking at like there's there's nvidia's been doing some very weird stuff with that next gen because they're not you know like we we have a good idea what amd did just because of what's the con- like kind of the blurbs that are coming out about the consoles because it's effectively the same hardware more or less from a logical execution unit side 
And NVIDIA did the first launch with what the, you know, like the 2080 series there or whatever, what I call it. Uh, not to, um, come on. I Wait, can't, I can't, so, I can't fill in the words for the graphics cards. What, for you. Yeah, what's, no, what, it's been so long. <laughs> they have that? Pascal, you have, um, what's works this series, uh, Volta or whatever. Yeah. The, the, the RTX. So basically the first generation of ray tracing hardware was never meant for consumer stuff. It was like for rendering mm -hmm. cards mm -hmm. and it's like very hacky. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of compromises that they had to do as far as like video quality and ability. And, like this next gen of video cards that you're seeing coming out for or these next gen of GPUs that you're seeing coming out from NVIDIA called the Ampere is kind of crazy because again, this gets back into the whole, like they've been building up their technology portfolio. And one of the things that they, they have been doing is that they've bought all the, they, they bought two very high speed or two, companies that specialize in high-speed interconnects and controls. And why, why, why this gonna, is that NVIDIA is getting to the point where they're breaking out. Like, y you may actually have to have multiple cards to do the full functionality of their stack, i.e., there is a set there's a separate GPU, and then there's a ray trace, there's a ray trace accelerator that has to go along with this. And what this gets into is that they're 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 hitting the point where they're effectively having to build a completely separate computer inside your computer to support these functions and it's so you basically so you you have your computer you're sticking an accessory card to do this thing now you need an accessory card for the accessory card Sounds like a math coprocessor. Yes. Like you actually, you, you know, like they're, because Intel want, Intel has been looking at doing a lot of this stuff too with uh, their FPGA things for data center, for data center work. But where, where, where this gets in is that um, the, the main problem with ray tracing right now is that one, it's absolute garbage because it's too slow and you can't do it at 4K. You know, you're talking about your AK stuff, but like, I think we talked about this last week, but remember your what was the what was the Love and Robots? What was the yeah. what was the one? What was love the death, love, 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 death, death and, and robots. robots? And yeah. that one CG movie that they had, where you like the guy was like in uh, spoilers, the guy the guy wasn't sure if he was in reality or not. Mm -hmm. Where they did the really real, you know, like the really in depth high speed rendering. Or the, yes. the really not high speed rendering, but you know, like the, that stuff. And where this is getting is that, like, NVIDIA has been just hacking away at optimizing their platform. They're the, you know, like the, like the, like the fundamentally ripping out and tossing away huge chunks of their computing design. And, so and I'm seeing some of this. We are just at. We are like right there. You can like you. Like, can, it, it one thing be. that I'm seeing is the uh, the jettison picking up traction. Is 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 this in the line of the computers you're talking about? The jettison, the jet, um, or Jetson. Sorry, the um, it's, yes. it's the Raspberry Pi competitor. Yep. Now it's not priced like a Raspberry Pi, but it's it's a similar form factor. It's a really small like microcomputer. 
and it has like, yep. you know, a little AC adapter that powers it. And uh, yeah, they're promising supercomputer performance inside. Like, you know, mar- mar- marketing hyperbole aside. Yeah, inside yeah, something that- the size the, the size of a couple of mouse pads. Like it is so small, smaller than a mouse pad, much smaller actually. It's it's the size of a Raspberry Pi. Yeah, I'm seeing those. And actually, I watched a YouTuber, um, and he was actually he's like, this was never intended for game emulators. He's like, but but man, if if you don't mind spending four hundred dollars on this this like Raspberry Pi sized NVIDIA deep learning box, he's like, you can actually run your emulators way faster than you can on any any Pi hardware. But yes, the the Xavier, which is actually derived from this current gem. Yeah, and um, they do weird Nvidia stuff GPU. like like you can tell it like you can you can like on the fly tell the computer to use a higher clock speed and less cores. Yep, I've never seen anything like that before. Can you? So so wait, it's kind of like buying a six core computer and being like, well, this game doesn't really perform very well with six cores, but it does perform really well with two. So I'm just going to use two cores at a much higher clock speed. Gotcha. It's, it's an odd, odd thing. This is phone life, though. Yeah. <laughs> and it uses but- 10 watts of electricity, Wade. 10 fucking watts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Um, well, we are... We, man, we hit an hour. Yeah, we're Fuck. over time. I, I, I looks like we don't get to get on. in any of our fun topics. It's always Just next kidding. week. Just kidding. We had fantastic topics this week. But with that, we are... Go ahead, go ahead, Gunner. Remember, long, long live the new flesh. Long live the new flesh. I, I want to just add in there. I actually don't know what is that from. Tell me, Gunner. Educate me. Videodrome. Oh, jeez. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's how old is that movie? That is old. That is older than us. Is it? Is it? It came close. out pretty before close. the eighties. No shit. Uh, actually, no. You might nineteen eighty-two. So yeah, we're we're we were around, but barely. Yeah. But with and that. <laughs> To be Harry James Wood. Ah, oh, James Wood. Okay, no, I'm not gonna get started on James Wood. Ah, <laughs> oh, that that that's that's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> At least With Peter that, Weller's still cool. Yeah, James. Yeah, no shit. With that though, we are going to have to uh, bid everyone adieu. As uh, as I, this is customary and ritualistic. At this point, I must kill the show. So <laughs> you do a good job at that. Yeah, I I, uh, I do. Hide the snake. Hide, Hide the, the snake. snake. Ride the snake. <laughs> Hide the snake. Keep taking them out, Gunner. Keep taking them out. Hide Keep going. The snake. Hide the snake. Hide the snake. Hide the snake.